Welcome to the Key Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Boyle. Today, I'm delighted to share with you a conversation with one of the featured speakers at our Disability and the Church 2023 conference. Kim Botto has been involved with and led children's and student ministries in local churches, as well as leading initiatives around adoption and foster care. She has trained many ministry leaders, parents, educators, and others who work with kids on trauma-informed and resilience-focused practices, providing this training both locally, across the United States, and beyond. Now, here's my conversation with Kim. Well, welcome to the Key Ministry Podcast, and thanks so much for taking this opportunity to spend some time with me. I'm Catherine Boyle, one of the podcast hosts, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to one of our featured speakers for Disability in the Church 2023. Kim Botto is a lady who has done a lot of different things in ministry, and she is somebody that you should know. So welcome, Kim, to the Key Ministry Podcast. Thanks, Catherine. Good to be here. Yeah. So I really appreciate learning a little bit about the work that you've done. You are a lady who has done many different things, uh, both in church and parachurch kind of organizations. So just talk a little bit, if you would, about yourself, your background, your family, and, and kind of what led you to disability ministry work. Sure. Okay. Well, first of all, I'll start with my family. Uh, I'm the mom of five. Uh, we have five kids, uh, three bio and two adopted. And that really, that was part of getting me very interested in trauma and the effect mm-hmm. of trauma on particularly kids. Mm-hmm. And then we have 10 grandkids. Wow. Eight, so that's super fun. Yeah. And my five-year-old grandson was diagnosed with autism a couple years ago. Okay. Was always already very interested in disability ministry, but that has just made me even more passionate about Definitely. it. Definitely. Wow. That uh lots of little kiddos to keep you hopping. Lots My goodness. of little kiddos, yep. And then I've worked in ministry for decades. Uh the my last ministry position was at a large multi-site church in with locations in Ohio and Kentucky, where I led kids and student ministry, as well as our adoptions around, I mean, as well as, as, well as our initiatives around adoption and foster care. Okay. okay and then great. I've also worked, I worked my, most recently, I worked for a uh, not-for-profit that worked with multi-system involved young people. Okay. So these are, they may, um, all of them were in foster care or group homes, gotcha. and then we're involved in other systems. And we really work to build relationships with them and help them reach their full potential. Gotcha. Um, well, so, you know, as somebody who's been in ministry for a long time and, and seen firsthand, you know, some of the challenges that families face when we're talking about, you know, disabilities and mental health issues and trauma, if you're a ministry leader listening to this, you know, what are a couple of things that you can think of that ministry leaders can do to make a meaningful difference in the lives of families or individuals who may have some of these challenges and, you know, things that maybe they could do this year, just right now, start thinking through what it is that they can do to reach out to that, that one family or, or to their local community. One, you just said, reach out. 
That's, yeah. that's a great step. Rather yeah. than waiting for people to come to us, right. let's take that first step towards them. And when we do take that first step, approach them with curiosity mm-hmm. rather than making assumptions on what they might need. Mm-hmm. Because we really don't know. And right. what they might need today might be totally different than what they need tomorrow. Right. So I say just start talking to different families and find out how you can best support them, how you can come around to them, and also just how you can be a friend to them. They right. don't want people that are just coming in and supporting them. For a lot of families with kids with disabilities, they feel very alone and isolated. Mm-hmm. And just like you and me, Catherine, they want people to have coffee with and they want Definitely. people to go to the movies with. And it it probably is harder for them to do those things right. because they have a child where maybe it's not as easy to get a babysitter to come in and care for them. Exactly. So be curious and be a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are, uh, those are things that we all learned, uh, you know, about how important it, it, it is to have that human connection just through the whole COVID experience. So, you know, if you're a ministry leader, just think back about how, how challenging it was, you know, to be isolated and Hey, you know, use that personal experience that you had to reach out to that family or that individual that, you know, in your community who may be living with some of these issues. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So those kinds of things don't take staff and they don't take money. They just take people who are paying attention and maybe willing to invest some time to just be that, you know, to, to share in that ministry of presence, if you will, which is what friendship is all about. So, right. So again, you said you've been in disability ministry or ministry for decades. Most of us who you know, whatever role we find ourselves in, we could say, oh goodness, I wish I had known this at the beginning of the work I was doing. So are there a couple of things that you could share with the listeners that you wish you had maybe known when you were starting out in ministry that could be really helpful for somebody who's just getting started now? Well, if we're looking particularly at disability ministry, I would say I wished I would have known what a difference simple efforts can make Mm. in the lives of families of kids with special needs and disabilities. I wish that I had known how isolated these parents feel. Mm -hmm. feel, I think that would have given me more um, (laughs) to get Mm -hmm. up and really work to provide spaces for them. I, I wish that I would have known. We make it way more complicated than That's it needs right. to be. You know, I, I led at this really large multi-site church, and some of our some of our sites had a room, we called it the inclusion room, or no, we called it the sensory room where kids could come for a break. Some kids spent the whole time in there, some didn't. We had other sites where they didn't have a room. You mm-hmm. don't need a room. Right. Uh, you may need a, you probably do need a quiet space, but that can be in the hall. That can be in a corner of the room. Right. Also, I think another thing I wish I would have known is I was trying to make all these then preparations for kids. And really, rather than make preparations for kids that you don't know, I'm, I'm talking about like buying equipment and things. Right, right. 
look at the kids you do have, figure out what they need and meet the kids who are, meet the needs of the kids who are already there. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, one thing that we also talk about is that, you know, nobody wants to be a project. So, you know, giving people who, you know, maybe live with challenges, opportunities for service as well, just goes such a long way because we all have gifts to give to the body of Christ. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I really appreciate hearing, you know, simple things are really places to start, but, you know, really the whole approach can be very simple. And it's more about like changing your perspective to be able to see what the needs are. um, And then coming alongside to meet the needs and welcoming the the individual or family into, you know, the greater body of Christ there. So, yeah. And and I'll also say trauma is a unique need. Mm -hmm. And I work with a lot of families whose kids have experienced trauma and that is a real opportunity for churches. Mm-hmm. I, I I think the biggest challenge and the biggest opportunity for churches today is what do you do with the kids that you don't know what to do with? Mm-hmm. That's right. And so often we look at behavior and we look at it as a kid being non-compliant mm-hmm. or a kid just... I, I was talking to somebody the other day who said this four-year-old is manipulative. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't think the four-year-old's being manipulative. Um, they have a need. They may be in survival mode. Right. So I think being, being aware that the unique needs that somebody have may not be apparent to us, mm-hmm. but they are, as we're being curious, we can see through their behavior, right. That this child has needs that are being, that are not being met. Yeah, we we often say that behavior is communication, and when it you is. start to look yeah. at it that way, instead of you know, oh, this child is bad, you know, it's it's really a a person who needs some kind of support to be able to thrive in the environment, whatever the cause is. And kids aren't bad, and I know you're not you're not saying that, but when we when we start looking as a child as bad, the way we respond to them. Like Catherine, th- you know, think of a kid. If you're looking at a kid and you're going, "Oh my gosh, they're just—they're not following the rules. They're—they're mm-hmm. they're, they're being bad." That's right. You're going to respond to them in a much different way than if you're looking at a kid and saying, "Oh, they're having a really, really hard time now. Yes, they seem like they're angry about something. Yes. We're going to be much more likely to help them." Yeah, it's—it's it's a vast difference between a problem to be solved versus a person to be loved. Exactly, and that's exactly what you're talking about there. So you are one of our featured speakers at Disability in the Church 2023, last weekend of April uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. So for those who are listening right now, why do you think that people should come to Disability in the Church? Well, I think back to what I said before, I think that is one of the biggest challenges and biggest opportunities for us as a church community is how do we include everybody, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be kids that we're not sure what to do with their behavior or an adult that wants to serve. And we're not sure how we get them involved um, in the church because everybody has something to offer. Yes, they do. And coming together with other people who are maybe don't have all the answers, but are passionate about it by attending not only can you be encouraged, but you can be an encouragement to other people. It is such important work. I have seen 
the impact in churches when they do become an environment where everybody has a place and they have community and they have friends, they have place, they have places to serve, they have places to laugh and eat, drink coffee with people. It makes a huge difference. And I believe that's what heaven looks like. You know, heaven yes. doesn't have us all in different areas based on our abilities or intellect or that's energy right. level. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited about the conference. And that's why I want more people to come. I want the, the church can do better, but in yes. order for us to do better, we're going to need some new tools, new strategies. And that's what this conference is going to offer. And for churches who are thinking, but I don't think I have anybody with disabilities or with trauma in my church. You do. Yes. <laughs> you do. Yes. Based yes. on the statistics. That's right. Um, you do. And what we found is once we started being a place that was inclusive, then um, I always tell senior pastors, it's a great, great growth strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah. it's doing what Jesus called us to do. It's expanding. That's the right. Community. That's right. Yeah. It's a, uh, the uh, Luke 14, uh, those two examples that Jesus gave are just you know, it, it's that in action and it, right. it's, you know, taking the go out of gospel and actually doing, <laughs> you know, what Jesus commanded. So, right. well, again, if you are listening to this podcast on um, disability and the church 2023 is the last weekend of April in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, we invite you all to come. Uh, it's going to be a fabulous time of not only hearing from leaders like Cambado, but also giving you plenty of opportunity to just network and meet people and, 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 you know, start to collaborate and brainstorm with other people. You know, what I really love about this disability ministry and mental health ministry movement is that, you know, it's largely been an organic kind of thing that has started with people who maybe are living with challenges themselves as an individual or a parent. And, you know, over the last 20 to 30 years have just really moved the ball so far down the field, just, you know, creating such good strategies and programs, but also really changing the minds and hearts of people to recognize that all people are made in the image of Christ. And if, you know, if they have a disability, it doesn't matter. They're, you know, all people are invited to the gospel and have the opportunity to share their gifts with the body of Christ. So, and, and having, having relationships with people who are different than us. Yes. It's not just about them. Yes. It improves yes. my quality of life. It enriches my life. It, yes. it grows me in ways that I didn't even know that I needed to be grown. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So if you're, if you're curious about disability in the church 2023, if you are excited now and you want to go sign up, then go over to the key ministry website, keyministry.org, click on the DATC 2023 link, and you'll find all the information about uh, speakers like Kim, the programming and uh, links for you to register. So Kim, thank you so much for taking your time today to talk with our listeners and, and just share a little bit about what to expect at DATC 2023. And I just encourage you all to go go to the website right now and sign up. If you have any questions about the conference, feel free to reach out to me or my colleagues. Thank you for joining this edition of the Key Ministry Podcast. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. 
Kim will have so much to share at DATC 2023. I really hope we'll see you and your ministry team at the conference that last weekend of April, 2023. Now, if you haven't registered for the conference yet, please visit the Key Ministry website, click on DATC 2023 at the top of our homepage. There you'll find all the conference details and you can register today. Now, if you're listening after the end of April, 2023, Check the show notes to learn more about Kim and her work, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow our social media so you never miss updates about our newest resources and ministry opportunities. For Key Ministry, I'm Catherine Boyle. Thanks for listening to our podcast.